This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Welcome in. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And we're talking law and order this morning. And if you have a question, just give us a call. Easy to do. 615-893-1450. The chief of the Murfreesboro Police Department, Michael Bowen, is with us this morning. Michael, good morning. Good morning. Good to have you with us today. A little bit cooler than it has been. It is. But uh, uh, this is one time, every, all the police wear things that look like they would be hot. That's good now. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've come into season. It's, uh, your uniforms look like they would be warm in the, when you're wearing them in the summertime. But uh, on a day like today, it probably feels pretty good. It does, it does. Uh, especially the vests and some of the outer carriers I wear. Uh, cold weather definitely helps. How much does all of this weigh when when you put it on? Have you checked that out? Have you weighed it? At one time we weighed it. I forgot what the exact uh, uh, number was. I think we use around, especially when we're talking with new hires and doing some testing, around 25 pounds is average when you put the body armor in all the stuff on the belt. That's not a huge amount. I mean, it's not enough to weigh you down something horribly, I don't guess. It, the problem is just the cumulative effect of having it on you uh, every day, getting in and out of cars, things like that. Uh, when we ran the numbers on uh, when we weighed it last was when we were developing our physical uh, fitness test for mm-hmm. new hires and for uh, just uh, to use at the department. And one of the things that we require is a simulated vest when people conduct uh, the running, things like that. So. So all of this uh, is showing that uh, Murfreesboro is definitely growing. Uh, you're out looking for new hires. How many new officers would you like to put on the, uh, on the roll there? Wow. How many would I like to put on and how many do I <laughs> how need? Many, how many can we afford to put on? I guess it's the more. <laughs> you know, I think uh, when we looked at the 2035 plan that was uh, uh that was worked on here a few years ago. I think that the uh, the goal was by 2035 that we would have to uh, uh, have, and, and I'm going to actually back off the numbers that were in that plan and say between around four or 450. Uh, when you look at those numbers, just do the math. We're at uh, 305 right now, so over the next few years we'll have to add to our staff a whole lot. I know that the big challenge right now is do you ask for staff when you can't fill the current positions that you that you have available and that's kind of where we're at right now you'll see last year we asked for five positions uh, we had to do some expansions in CID with some of our investigative capabilities but uh, right now uh, the number for us the budgeted amount is 305 I think right now we're right at and I'm just rounding off I think we're around 40 short 
Uh, people need to keep in mind, though, that the 40 short were uh, uh, 24 new positions that were added, so they're growth positions. So uh, I think we're doing interviews today. I think December we'll bring another class on, and hopefully in, in February we'll close that gap quite a bit as far as, uh, as being deficient. Now, we hear so much uh, in the news about hiring issues uh, in, in restaurants, truck drivers, things of that sort. And, and we haven't really figured out what's causing the shortage of people. But is the same thing that's creating the shortage in other industries, is it impacting the police department's hiring? I think that there's a, just a, so much movement, and I don't know that anybody can put their finger on one thing. That, you know, People talk about retirement, and they talk about different things uh, that uh, agencies offer. Uh, but, you know, it's it's not uncommon for us to have people come from out of state and they just want a just want a change of uh, atmosphere. They just uh, like the things that are happening in Tennessee and Murfreesboro and wanting to come uh, to our city. So I think it's a whole multitude of reasons. I think that people are probably sitting down right now at desks trying to figure out what's going on and, and what needs to be done to retain. I think that we're probably just... Uh, uh, you know, we're similar to society in a lot of ways. The service we provide is so different, but at the same time, you know, I think uh, the people that we're wanting to hire and, and bring in uh, are, are just uh, part of today's workforce, and that's just things we'll have to look at, maneuver around. I know one of the things we're trying to do right now, especially when it comes to certified officers, and, and fortunately the council was uh, fully supportive of it, the city manager uh, was fully supportive of it, and that's starting to pay uh, people for prior law enforcement experience you know used to if we'd hire somebody with 15 years we'd bring them in they start off at step one now we have the ability to bring uh, individuals in who have experience who we can accelerate uh, and get uh, on the road quickly and uh, pay them at a higher rate just based on their their prior service is that enabling you to get a better quality of officer it just gives us a different starting point. Uh, we can take a person with no experience and, and make them a good officer, but uh, the ability to bring somebody in who's been through an academy, uh, who's been through uh, training, who's worked years on the road, the ability to get them trained and uh, in place uh, sooner is, is, is a huge benefit. It's a huge benefit. Uh, it, it can save up to six months in, uh, in training time, just having that prior experience. Very good. So if somebody listening right now is thinking, that sounds like an area that I would like to uh, to check in on, uh, what would they need to do? We do have a uh, uh, all the information needed on our website. I know that uh, one of the things that we're looking at is, uh, you know, used to you could cast a broad net, so to speak, and... Uh, put out an advertisement and we'd get we'd have five ten positions and we'd get hundreds of applications literally hundreds so i think what we're trying to do now is probably narrow our focus be a lot more direct in our recruiting efforts and instead of casting broad nets uh, go to these forums and go to these uh places where people are saying hey i'm thinking about moving to tennessee is there a good police department to work for and just kind of engaging those people in those conversations and letting them know what we have to offer and just seeing if it's a something that they'd be interested as far as coming here uh, there's several good police departments in tennessee and it's pretty uh, pretty competitive well we have a question here from a listener coming in on a text and it sort of deals with this in a way uh, we hear a lot of conversation about a forensic science lab tied to mtsu and the county would something like that if it does happen 
would that uh, make Murfreesboro police even more attractive? It depends. Uh, it depends where that would be set up. Uh, like if it's set up at the county level, of course, that would be a, a county entity, and it would probably make things uh, interesting for them. I think that you. I think the people that apply for those type jobs though are different than the people that are applying for police officer positions. So you would get a whole new. Uh, uh, I guess set of interest from uh, different individuals looking for employment. I know that uh, with our crime scene technicians and our crime analyst positions that we've added in recent years, I know that those typically get a huge applicant pool and I think that uh, people from MTSU uh, just, uh, well, I can say across the country apply for those type positions. They're, they're very limited though. Now with the new, when I say new police department, uh, it's new. It's how many years old now? Just over three. Three. Okay. Uh, you have jumped way up into the level of, of really uh, science with the forensic department that you have. Uh, what What do you do now that you were not able to do in the past? And is this attracting more people? There's a... There's so many capabilities that well, we have now. A lot of it is our just ability. You know, a lot of things that we have to submit as evidence still go to the crime lab, so we don't actually do our own analysis uh, at the police department. But the ability to uh, better collect evidence, better package evidence, and get that submitted to where there's less uh, less room for challenges on on the submissions is is improved. I know that uh, we have a staff there and basically we've had a lot of training through the Secret Service and we've been a good partner with them with uh, forensics on computers, cell phones. Uh, there's there's just a lot of capabilities. The, uh, the vehicle exam base gives us the ability to bring vehicles in and just do a much better job in examining them, whereas one time we'd, sometimes we'd have to just uh, call in another agency and do that for us. So. Uh, there's just so much uh, the fingerprint the niven system uh, there's a lot of capabilities that we had uh, that we weren't able to perform at the old location very good so it uh, looks like things are moving forward here in murfreesboro one thing i guess uh, we were surprised to hear and a listener alludes to this uh we we kept hearing about we're growing we're almost as large as hamilton county then the next thing we we think we've surpassed hamilton county in size but what we didn't expect to hear was that uh, Clarksville is bigger than we are uh, and it has been I guess all along we just hadn't uh, watched that that closely how much difference is there in the number of officers and the job that they do at the Clarksville Police Department versus Murfreesboro now I don't have the population numbers in, in front of me but but as far as city for city, Murfreesboro, Clarksville, we're pretty close. And I think uh, Clayton, he does our accreditation. And I, uh, I think we spoke about this before. A lot of the cities, uh, Knoxville, Chattanooga, cities like that are the cities we talk to and we converse about things, issues, policies, uh, recruitment, hiring, things like that. Clarksville's probably the closest for us and they probably mirror us uh, yeah, personnel-wise. Yeah, we. I have a counterpart there at Clarksville Police Department. We talk quite a bit because since we are so close in size with agency and population as well, um, we're experiencing a lot of the things at the same time. So uh, whether it be from officer pay or scheduling or 
um, uh, benefits, uh, things like that. Uh, we converse quite a bit. So, and I think if you look back over the past couple of years, if you track the trend between us and Clarksville, I mean, we've we've flip flopped several times between for a moment. We'll be just a little bit ahead of them as far as size and numbers only, and then uh, then it'll go back the other way after a budget year, things like that. So it's very comparable, and I think Clarksville's a, a much better direct comparison than versus like a Hamilton County because Hamilton County and Chattanooga, their geography, they have a lot more in the size of, of size of the town. Now population, we're very similar, but they have a whole lot more geographical area to cover versus what we do here in Murfreesboro. So. Um, and of course, with Clarksville, uh, the Fort Campbell interest um, that always has a lot. They have a continual cycle of people coming in that uh, come out of Fort Campbell, coming out of the military. But I would say that as far as departments go, we are very, um, very closely related as far as our function and what we do and the services we provide. And uh, a lot of, and we're competing for a lot of the same applicants. So <laughs> that happens quite a bit. So. Okay, I, I just jotted down the populations uh, according to uh, Google, and I don't know if this is uh, 100% accurate or not, but uh, Clarksville has 152,934, and Murfreesboro was listed as 136,366, so 20,000 different. I think those numbers are... I thought after this last round, I thought we were in that 151. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look at it. I'll, Google I'll is give her a Google's not always the source. <laughs> Clayton's got his laptop. He's, he's, that's right. yeah. he's yeah. Clayton has a secret in to the to the top notch information. And, you know, Bart. What's interesting is uh, you know we talk about populations, uh, but uh, interesting uh, when you look at. Uh, Chattanooga Police Department, Knoxville Police Department, uh, just the square mileage they cover is just uh, makes them totally different than us. I think we're around the 60 if you if you round up. And I want to say that they're in the uh, 100, 100 plus square mile as far as the uh, area they have to cover. So that changes the dynamics a whole lot as far as staffing. Our phone number, by the way, is 615-893-1450. And you can text on that line if you wish. 615-893-1450. Uh, we, we have a listener asking about road rage. Uh, is it increasing with the season? Does cold weather have an impact on the number of cases of road rage? I believe that I don't know if any season seasonal correlation to it. I think that it's pretty much uh, uh, can happen anytime, anywhere. Uh, So I don't, I don't I don't know if there's just really a direct correlation with uh, uh, any season. I think it's all weather. It's all weather. Equal type opportunity. Of yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You may uh, see some more frustration around the shopping areas after <laughs> Black Friday, but <laughs> just you know parking and, and limited access. Uh, but yeah, not necessarily on the road, maybe. Yeah, and that brings on holiday crime. I mean, we're into November. This is the third of November. Uh, and this year is moving very quickly. Uh, what uh, what kind of issues are you looking for with holiday crime this season? Is it looking like it's going to be a normal year? Are you ramping up for any new things? Or you know, we we say this all the time with staff members. It's hard to tell coming off of last year because last year was so unusual. So I, my guess is that we probably would expect. Uh, 
uh, a lot of the things that we saw in the pre-COVID years. You know, one of the things that uh, really has people's attention right now is the whole supply demand uh, issue as far as certain products. So we know that uh, with certain items that uh, people were showing up to stores to buy certain items, and I know it could get pretty competitive, you know, getting in the store and uh, getting the things that you want, especially during some of these uh, sales events. So I don't know if that's going to add a whole new dynamic. I don't know how much online shopping is going to happen. So it, there's a lot of unknowns, but I think we, I think that we can say just through consistency over the past, you know, decades is uh you know i think the the crowded malls the like clayton kind of referred to earlier the crowded parking lots some of the frustrations that might kind of go on there uh we'll see that uh just remember just the basics will we'll, we'll help keep you uh safe just don't leave those purses packages in in sight in the vehicles try to put them in the trunk if you have to go home and dump off a load of uh packages and co come back and resume shopping later i'd encourage that uh, you know the same thing with the home with the homes you know if you're out traveling make sure you have neighbors watching make sure you have uh, steps in place to uh, protect your property while you're gone one thing too uh, that you had mentioned earlier and I think a lot of people don't think about they will arrive at the place to shop and uh, the women with their purses they'll say well if you're gonna and with they're with a spouse and the spouse has the credit cards and what have you well I'll just leave my purse in the car and so they remember, let's put it in the trunk. Well, if somebody's watching you, <laughs> or could be watching you, put it in the trunk. Uh, is that a problem? We don't see a lot of theft from trunks of cars. Now, I don't want to say it can't happen, but that's not a typical. Most things are crimes of opportunity. They're invisible sight and easy to get to, and, and most of the cars often are unlocked. Um, we will see someone break a window if... Um, I personally, that happened to me at Cracker Barrel a couple of years back. The, they saw what they thought was a laptop bag and smashed the window and, and grabbed it and took it. Luckily, it just had some books in it. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, most of the things, are it's something that's easy target quick, and that's why a lot of the things that you can do as an individual will prevent those things from happening. If Just keep it out of sight and keep your doors locked. That's a, that's a huge preventer. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. This is your show. And we're entering the segment where it's even more of your show. If you have questions dealing with law and order here in Murfreesboro, give us a shout. 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bowen is with us, along with Lieutenant Clayton Williams. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Good Neighbor Talk covers issues you won't hear anywhere else. They're local issues. WTNS, AM, FM, FM, online. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. We are here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and our family would love to help your family take care of your pets. If the heat and humidity has you spending lots of time indoors these days, we have all of the things you need to relax at home with a calming aquarium. Here at Animal City, we have both saltwater and freshwater fish and an experienced staff that can help you take great care of either. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurant. Demas's Restaurants are now hiring. We are looking for grill cooks and other kitchen employees with competitive pay and flexible hours. 
If you're looking for full-time work or part-time work, then Demas's is the place to be. We've been voted a top workplace for five years in a row by the Tennessean. Apply within or online at demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. With your WGNS Salute to Veterans, I'm Scott Walker. In 2019, Andrew Lee, a retired soldier who proposes quilting as a way to reduce PTSD, was at the Stitcher's Playhouse in Smyrna. There, he displayed his quilt that depicts the raising of the flag over Iwo Jima. The quilt that he made had 12,100 squares of material and took about one year to sew together. Andrew Lee served in the U.S. Army for 10 years where he was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. He completed two deployments to Iraq. There, he suffered a traumatic brain injury. Andrew explained to WGNS why it's so difficult for veterans to return to civilian life. And he told WGNS, when you're on duty, you must shut off all emotions, which is your protection mechanism. For him, he said, quilting has helped me dramatically. A lot of veterans don't have an outlet in any way, shape, or form, or a hobby or a pastime that's productive that allows them to separate where they've been to where they want to be or where they could be. So sewing forces your mind to be active, and it's in a group of other veterans that you can talk amongst and understand that you're all on the same level. And we don't like it to share it with other civilians because they don't understand. But other veterans do understand. So that's why the group concept works well. With your salute to veterans, highlighting different accomplishments, and allowing veterans to tell their story, I'm Scott Walker. All that's news. Your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night. Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Don't forget the 13th annual Frosty Fun Run is just around the corner. Frosty Fun Run, December the 4th, 10 o'clock in the morning. The proceeds go to Casa and Parks Christmas, benefiting local children. After the run, you can wind down with beer, pizza, and win some prizes with the raffle and listen to the music with Santa as the DJ. That ought to be fun. And that's all going to be at Hop Springs, December the 4th. So uh, you need to get your tickets. If you're going to run in that, tickets are $35 per person or $125 for a family of four. And you can get those at Fleet Feet Sports. They're the ones who are sponsoring it. Fleet Feet, right here in Murfreesboro, next to Carabas, at the intersection of Thompson Lane and the Medical Center Parkway. Circle that date again. Uh, that is 
the 13th annual Frosty Fun Run, December the 4th, 10 o'clock in the morning. Clayton, you got your running shoes on? Always. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> now, you came up with some uh, new information uh, for uh, some interesting information, too, yeah. on populations. So, according to a couple, this is a couple of different sites here, they will find, and I think this is the last that we were basing our some of our numbers off of uh, the 2020 census uh, murfreesboro uh was a population of 157,816, and we were comparing a minute ago to clarksville and they were at 166,722. so uh they did move ahead slightly of us there and then for uh comparison's sake chattanooga 181,000. Uh, but an interesting statistic uh for, as far as growth rate between us and clarksville uh, we saw a uh, 45% increase from 108,000 just in 2010, which is, I mean, it's, it's significant. And then Clarksville uh, saw a 25% increase. So, um, and I think we can all attest to just what we've seen in the last couple of years. I mean, it's growing rapidly. And uh, I think all departments, not just the police departments, feeling that from folks I talked to across the city, um, that the demand for services um, is just in increasing uh, exponentially daily. Here's a, a question here from a listener, and we get this one pretty regularly, so it shows there's a lot of concern. Are there any laws that regulate very loud cars in the city? Seems like there are more and more loud cars, and uh, they're generally not obeying speed laws either. Uh, need more patrol on River Rock and Old Fort, that general area. Have you, is this probably the first time you've heard that, haven't you? <laughs> uh, uh, your sarcasm is noted. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the things that we talked about this year and one of the things that we'll be doing, uh, uh, and I kind of back up and I may have said it before, uh, there's a lot of uh, complaints for... Uh, neighborhood speeding there's a lot of complaints for just uh just all kinds of violations throughout the city so one of the things that uh the city has looked at and i think they're doing some pilot programs on the uh traffic calming devices i think on alexander boulevard you'll see where there have been uh, uh speed humps put in place and some other things and i know that there's a process that can be done for that when we look at those type violations, we we consider those uh, just to be violations that cause accidents, that uh, risk uh, property damage, speeding, things like that, falling too closely. Then there's also the quality of life type violations, and loud music is uh, one of those things where it just basically, if you're living in your neighborhood and uh, you're sitting, trying to sit on your back porch, trying to sit in your living room and watch TV, whatever you may be doing, just those loud music, those loud mufflers, things like that, create quality of life issues uh, for people. So yes, we do get a lot of complaints on those. I know one of the things that we are doing is we were pretty limited in our traffic enforcement as far as uh, the staffing that we had committed totally to traffic enforcement in the hours of days that, that they were working. So the goal is to uh, branch that out to where we have uh, more coverage throughout the day and then uh, uh, especially in the evening hours uh, nighttime hours we're really going to focus on not only dealing with uh, the types of violations that cause crashes but the types of violations that uh, create quality of life issues and loud music loud mufflers being one of those so there will be some focus on that and some 
uh, we probably just need to do some public service and let people know hey uh, basically the, the rule is if I can sit in my car next to your car if my windows are rolled up and I can hear your music then it's a violation so it's it's that simple now another question here when will the Murfreesboro police officers have body cameras that's in the works right now uh, fortunately uh, uh, we had put uh, money into the uh, community investment uh, program to try to buy those long term. It's like any technology. The pricing has gotten, gotten to where it's uh, much more affordable. The storage issues as far as the data is not as uh, complicated right now. So that's actually something that we're working on uh, as we speak as far as getting paperwork in, uh, getting uh, items prepared to be able to present to city management and council hopefully uh, by the end of the year okay let's take a phone call now good morning you're on WGNS how are you today yeah I need to ask a question okay. I've seen where y'all had a crackdown on the people that had their windows tinted too dark what y'all do just give them a ticket and send them on their way I mean was there any provisions made that they had to bring their car back to prove they took the dark tin off I was just wondering I'll hang up and listen thank you for calling what about that typically uh, if we issue citations for uh, tent violations uh, there there will be a court date set and then whatever's worked out with the court is uh, is uh, up to the, the judge I know that uh, when that particular uh, announcement was made I know that there were a lot of other violations that were being focused on uh, I think the big concern that a lot of officers are seeing uh, is uh, the uh, the front windows being tinted pretty dark and at nighttime that's just a safety issue you, you cannot clearly see out of a front windshield that's been tinted uh, dark so there were some concerns there so trying to bring attention to that just make sure that people are in compliance and of course, whenever we address issues like uh, window tent, we are also looking for other uh, uh, incidents, distracted driving, things like that. So it's a collective effort on, on various violations. Out of curiosity, do people always know the amount of tinting they're getting, or is this uh, up to the, the company that tints the windows for them? When you purchase tent, there are different shades that you can buy, and you should be aware of what you're buying because I, I think it's probably, uh, I don't know how it's different vendors uh, uh, tell customers, but there, there's different shades that you can buy. So you go in there and you have options to pick. We have another question here. It says, we've been encouraged to call the non-emergency number uh, told to, re to report speeding and quality of life issues. Uh, so uh, it can be tracked for budgetary purposes to increase patrol for the needs uh, before and after school is especially dangerous. Uh, do you have any comments on that? I don't know if I'm getting any. I'm not sure question. I got that. Uh, they say they've been encouraged to call the non-emergency number, which is eight nine three one three one one. That's correct. Right. Uh, because that they're wanting to track for budgetary purposes, uh, the increase in uh, need for patrol officers, are you tracking them? Is that why? Well, I've always said that when it comes to uh, our staffing levels, there's a certain point and uh, the population uh, 
using an officer per population model. We're kind of using that right now, and then as we get as as we get closer to full staff, and then we'll look at workload indicators, things like that. There's enough gap right now that I think we we continue to use the uh, population model. Now, uh, yes, using the eight nine three one three one one number or or is 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 fine to call in complaints. Uh, what the goal is eventually is to have a uh, link on our website to where people can just click on that and it will go directly to the supervisor of that unit. Uh, it's not a waste of our time. In fact, we encourage it because uh, the resources with uh, the resources that we have, we like to make sure that we're putting them into the right places. So uh, anything that can be uh, done to help us accomplish that is, is appreciated. So uh, right now I, I, I would I'll give his name over there, Captain Ginsmer. He is uh, the captain over the uh, traffic uh, special services unit and Lieutenant Greg Walker. Uh, either of those can address speeding complaints in your uh, areas, any other type of issues you may have that are traffic related, motor vehicle related, uh, and they're pretty responsive. So uh, I'd encourage you to uh, reach out to them. Let's take a phone call here. Good morning, you're on WGNS. How are you? Good. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Hey, I had a real quick question, uh, uh, Chief. I know this probably falls out of your purview, but uh, I think you probably have been familiar with it enough. You might be able to walk me through it. I had signed up for the expungement clinic, and I think that was a county deal, but I just thought maybe you might know enough about it. Uh, man, I'm, I'm 55. It was like 30-something years ago, and, and it was a minor deal never have been in trouble since but i had a safety meeting at work that saturday and i did not get to go could you walk me through or did you guys know is there going to be another one in the future or could you walk me through what would be the best way to go about doing that so i could get a concealed carry permit or a carry permit i would now we, as as you said, we don't we don't deal with those directly, so I'm not familiar with uh, that particular clinic. Uh, I think clinic. It was the local bar association. Yeah, but I would encourage you to go to the uh, court of jurisdiction, and uh, wherever uh, whatever court handled your case, and call one of the staff members there and say, "Hey, here's what happened. Do I qualify for an expungement? And if so, what do I need to do?" And they'll be able to help you. They're very helpful with stuff like that. Okay. Okay, that makes it simple, love. I sure appreciate it. I'll, I'll give that a shot and uh, see what happens. All right. Take care. Thanks for calling. 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. A listener says thank you and your department for all that you do. Thank you for keeping us safe. We appreciate your constant perseverance on uh, safety here in our area. God bless you. So, nice Nice to hear those things. Uh, thank Six, you. 615-893-1450 is our phone number. And if you have questions, just give us a call. 615-893-1450. The slowdown campaign, uh, was that as effective as you wanted? Uh, does the more uh, severe injuries uh, that were brought on by people speeding, and, and I think that uh, Lieutenant Williams has his own theories on that uh, with dealing with COVID, which it sounded like they were right on target too. Uh, is that helping the slowdown campaign? And uh, what what can we expect during the holidays? Any more of this? You know, Bar, I think the uh, that's been a 
the Rutherford County Traffic Safety Task Force has been a really good initiative that, uh, in partnership that we've been able to develop uh, with the Sheriff's Office, Highway Patrol, Smyrna. Uh, I think MTSU's even been involved. Um, because I think number one, the biggest thing it's done is brought a lot of awareness. Um, it's getting a lot of publicity via social media, um, and you know it's a it's a relatively small group of folks going out and doing some some targeted work. But I think it's also looking at uh, problem based needs uh, to where they're directing those issues, and that's kind of uh, the whole idea of traffic enforcement. Um, I don't have the exact numbers of what that. Um, yielded on that particular um, initiative but I also know that um, we've remained partnered with the Tennessee Highway Safety Office and we just received uh, new grant funding for the year to allow officers to work extra duty uh, to look for things of traffic violations and also driving under the influence so uh, we're committed to those things and we want to continue to see those numbers drive down um, it is difficult as we talked about with growing pains traffic is definitely affected by one of those things and not just congestion but um, more drivers equal more people uh, and possibly those that are not following the rules or driving uh, too fast whether uh, so it's the the biggest concern and people talk about speeding tickets and talk about why they're expensive and why it's you know uh, taxing on people when there are a lot of times folks will say there's more important crimes well speed is as you alluded to the issue is it's not just that you're speeding it's when a crash happens and the higher the speed the more propensity for somebody to get hurt or killed and that's uh it's not okay uh, and we want to try to curb that as much as possible so we're going to keep moving forward with that program uh, we, we feel like it's been successful and we feel like it's a great way to partner with our uh, other agencies in the county to put our resources together and get a good result our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be back. The final segment of the program. So if you have a question, talk or text. Do it fast, though, because we only have a few minutes left. 615-893-1450. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, this is Rich Schmidt with Haines Bay Hardware. Please continue to come see us at Haines Bay Hardware. 1807 Memorial Boulevard for your home and hardware needs. Haynes Trevay Hardware is 100 years old. We have been owned and operated by the same family since 1921. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you for allowing us to serve you and your family. We are proud of our history and commitment to our customers. Haynes Trevay Hardware is 100 years old. 1807 Memorial Boulevard for your home and hardware needs.
Good morning, still out with this tractor-trailer crash. They're going to be out here for a while on 24 westbound at the 89-mile marker. Again, just uh, it's, you're able to get through there. Just be aware of what's going on there in that part of Rutherford County on 24. Yes, it's heavy 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check out their other flavors at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon. We'll see high in the low 50s. Northeast winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low near 31. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 36. Now, more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekdays at 810. Truman Jones is on weekday mornings at 9 on WGNS. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Use it quickly. Use it or lose it, I guess we could say. 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bowen with us, along with Lieutenant Clayton Williams. We're talking law and order in the heart of Tennessee. And uh, a listener's asking, uh, obviously they're in the retail business, and they're wondering, will Murfreesboro Police offer programs to teach business persons how to make it safely through the holidays, how to watch out for uh, people trying to commit a crime in their business? That is something we have done in the past, and uh, it's a service that we would offer to anybody that was interested. Uh, we can, uh, Sergeant Amy Denton would be the contact person for that. So you can reach her at the police department, uh, last name D-E-N-T-O-N. She handles uh, uh, CPA and things like that. So I'd encourage you, if that's something that you're interested in, she can put something together and would, we'd be glad to uh, help in any way. So if you're, especially if you're in a group of businesses, say a shopping center or something of that sort, uh, you can tailor something to whatever needs those right, are. Right, right, right. And I don't mind you calling my office number, 615-849-2641, and I can uh, uh, get you connected with uh, Sergeant Denton as well. So. Okay, uh, another question here. Uh, this one is uh, dealing with hate crimes. We hear much about hate crimes in the news. Is hate crime a problem in Murfreesboro? We don't see anything that would indicate that there's any trends that it's uh, increasing. Uh, so there's nothing. Uh, of course, those incidents uh, uh, happen uh, sporadically at any given time, but we don't see anything that, that indicates that there's an increase or, or any abnormal, uh, abnormal reporting on those. Okay. So uh, let's keep it, keep it moving in that direction. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Uh, I need a book that I can give people tickets for parking in handicapped spots. Just burns me up seeing these uh, people parking in handicapped spots. So obviously they wouldn't be real tickets, but he wants to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give give his own personal tickets out. <laughs> I get the point. I get the point. And yeah, just uh, I'm guilty of this sometimes. And uh, I think sometimes those uh, 
placards aren't properly displayed so uh, a lot of times they're laid up on the dashboard versus being visible in in on the mirror or something like that so that's something we always look out for but uh, yeah there's plenty of violators there's plenty of people doing it without any uh, legitimate uh, uh, right to park in those parking places and we try to catch those when we can and if you see those violations don't don't hesitate to give us a call we'll send a zone car if available we'll send one by and uh, see if we can help remedy the situation when you stop somebody and catch them red-handed for doing that what kind of excuses do they have because they're 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 taking the space of somebody who's having a hard time uh, uh, you know walking I think most people are just in a hurry and they just think that hey I'm only gonna be in here a minute or two and uh, and it's not really going to affect anything but then you have some cases where it's uh, some of these larger stores people will literally park in there and go do a couple hours worth of shopping or hours worth of shopping and come out later so it, it varies but i think uh, i think most of the times at your smaller stores people are just trying to get in and out and thinking that they're really not going to impact anything by parking there okay uh our phone number is six well actually i'm looking at the clock and we only have about a minute and a half left in the program today so probably won't have time for any more questions but uh well let's let's squeeze in one more that anytime you mention that everybody <laughs> suddenly has a question you're on wgns good morning good morning i'm sorry but some people may be like i am they forget to put their placard up on the mirror when they go in a store and i'm just come out and hoping i'm not uh you know going to be towed away but uh, you're not supposed to keep that thing hung on your mirror while you're driving, and us older folks just forget sometimes. <laughs> it it happens. That's why we try to do our due diligence to make sure it's not laying on the dash or, or laying somewhere that where we can see it from the outside of the vehicle before we issue yeah. any citations. Thank well, you. What burns me up is people driving with it hanging from their uh, mirror, and it's not supposed to be when they're driving. It's dangerous. Very definitely. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad you did that. Okay. Good morning. Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. And on that note, uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, any final thoughts you want to share with us as we move into the holiday period? Uh, any suggestions for people? I think uh, pretty well covered. Just, you know, if you're out shopping, enjoy the holidays, but just always keep that awareness and just, uh, uh, just pay attention to what you're doing as far as... Uh, uh, maneuvering in traffic uh, like uh, Clayton alluded to earlier people get kind of impatient but uh, enjoy the holidays and just uh, follow those, uh, those simple safety steps uh, when you're out and about. Very definitely give yourself a little extra time too. Murfreesboro Police Chief Michael Bowen with us this morning along with Lieutenant Clayton Williams. Hey have a super day we'll see you tomorrow. Truman is next on your Good Neighbor Station.